What's up everyone and welcome to episode 64 of the Justin Insight podcast. As always my name is Tim Backbeck. I'm a writer, I'm a lover of films, music and wrestling but most importantly of all I'm your body and vehicle through this podcast. I uh, hope everyone is doing well, enjoying the, the hot weather we're having here in the UK at the moment. Um, I'm currently sweating my ass off in the little room that I use to record these little intro monologues. Um, yeah, so it's just humid as fuck, and my ginger body is not built for for this weather at all. So, yeah, kind of kind of slowly melting away. Um, in terms of my week in general, though, as always, just another busy one with with work. It seems to be the story of my life at the moment. Um, and again, I kind of feel like I've hardly done anything for for myself up until this weekend gone really um however uh if people do follow me on social media they might have seen uh some photos of me having a circus experience which was pretty cool um as part of work i got to go along to the uh Cirque berserk show that was uh at the local theater where i work um and they invited us along for like an experience before the show so i got to step inside the globe of death have uh, some motorcycles whizzing around my head and even one of the drivers kind of popped me on the nose as he as he went past which was quite comical um but yeah apart from that nothing massively strange or startling during the week but i did want to quickly talk about something that's happened in the news this week um many of you might have seen that people living over in uh, the republic of ireland uh, turned out in their thousands to uh repel the the eighth amendment which is essentially a ban on abortion um i won't go into too much boring facts because i'm sure people have kind of read about it heard about it so on and so forth but um i just thought it's quite a quite a nut story for those who haven't been following it kind of up until now essentially is it's been illegal to for people to have an abortion in the republic of ireland um unless there's a kind of a, a threat to the the mother's life essentially um so it's kind of archaic that, that that law was still in place up until obviously this this past week they held a referendum um and there was just this massive kind of public outcry of of sort of support to 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 get rid of the ban and it was quite heartwarming to see some of the messages of the of the women of of Ireland in particular who were using their democratic vote to make sure that this ban was overturned um there was a whole sort of uh, fly home to vote campaign kind of thing going on through social media and you saw people uh, I can't remember where I saw it exactly but there was a video of of literally like hundreds of 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 women and 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 men flying home to Dublin airport in particular to to go home to vote um and yeah, it was it was just nuts that that this this thing was obviously, but was so people felt so passionate about it, which is un, completely understandable. Um, and yeah, I just kind of wanted to to bring that to light that that some people still shit all over like democracy uh, when they don't get the result that they want. Um, but but in this case, personally, I thought it was a bit of a no brainer, and it, it proves that democracy is kind kind of leading the way so to say and to see that the the yes vote one was such a, a landslide was kind of um what's the word i'm looking for not reinvigorating you you get what i'm saying though it, it kind of like puts things back in perspective that pe- when people moan that oh it doesn't matter if you vote blah, blah blah well no this is proof that that it does so that i just kind of wanted to, to talk about that briefly um you guys might think i'm talking absolute bollocks and i don't know what i'm talking about which is probably more 
more to the point but yeah i just wanted to to bring that up um personally uh, as i say haven't really done much this week uh, my band had a show in guildford on sunday which was cool a bit different um but yeah i think we're going to be a bit quiet show wise for a while over the summer because i'm kind of here there and everywhere um and i think we're kind of looking to put the final touches to our, our our stuff before we go into record which hopefully we'll be doing at the tail end of the summer fingers crossed um and as i'm recording this just got in from seeing Deadpool 2 uh got to admit don't think it was as good as the first one uh not enough sort of fourth wall breaks for me personally sorry if you can kind of hear me back and forth i'm kind of leaning away from the microphone because as i say i'm sweaty as hell um yeah sorry i've I've lost completely lost my train of thought there um but yeah as i say there wasn't kind of enough four fall breaks in in the new film for me it was still really enjoyable the the action scenes were really cool uh some of the new characters were (laughs) it's a bit random but domino was was kick-ass which was which was cool so yeah if you're a marvel fan or just a a deadpool fan i would recommend going and seeing it um but if you're a fan of the first one don't expect any sort of upping on on this scenario if upping's even a word I, i don't know what but yeah anyway i'm gonna i'm gonna stop babbling and we'll get on to my guest for this week uh and i'm joined by sammy Irwin of employed to serve uh motormouth and renounced fame uh i've known sammy for quite a few years and again when i kind of changed the format of the show uh at the start of this year I, he was someone that I, I really wanted to to get on and have a chat with so really thankful for sammy to taking his time out of his very busy schedule to have a chat with me um we talk extensively about his love for slipknot uh how his kind of musical taste evolved and changed over the years and and how he splits his time being one of probably the busiest guys in hardcore today at the moment um he doesn't just play in in the three bands i mentioned he has his own uh one-man band project that he does which we, we talk about briefly but he's also kind of filled in for several bands on numerous tours and so on and so forth so he's a very very busy man um so yeah hope you enjoy the chat that i have with sammy and i'll see you on the other side Sure, man. Um, sat in a weird farmyard bit at the back of the ranch with I'm not going to list all your bands because I don't know how many of them are active <laughs> but a guitarist Sammy Irwin Sammy thank you for giving up your bank holiday Monday evening my pleasure thanks um, for keeping me company we'll, we'll start off on that but how, how many active bands are you actually in at the moment alright so active right so <laughs> em, em, employed to serve uh, so obviously we're here currently recording at the ranch uh, renounced. Actually, had Danny, uh, our singer, down earlier today. He's like been filming us. Oh, nice! So that's been really cool. Um, yeah. So yeah, Pod Serve, Renounced, um, Motor Mouth is like one of the most recent ones. So that's like uh, like a power violence band with me and a couple of friends from Belgium. Yeah. I'm also playing Leng Che. Um, I'm trying to think now. <laughs> uh, I mean, oh, so, well, Regurgitate Life as well, which is like my my death metal band so that's still going we never play though yeah, so I yeah. don't know whether that really counts but we're more just like of a recording thing um, and then I've got I've got a band I've been working on with uh, like a lot of friends for like some time now like the EP is recorded but it's just taken forever a while so, to get out a while to get out I'm hoping it'll like show it's uh, yeah sort of rear it's head this year yeah 
Um, yeah, and then like one other thing I'm working on. So I, I think mainly it's not it's not too bad. It's like I'd say you know between three and four. Yeah, yeah. you still you still got your fingers in many pies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like yeah, I like to keep busy and yeah. Well, as the show is called Just an Insight, I like to take my guests back to kind of their their origins into into music and, yeah. and kind of build from there. So, what was your kind of first exposure to to alternative music? To alternative music, I I, de- I definitely always like go back to Slipknot. Like yeah. Like, I think it's difficult you're wearing a Slipknot t-shirt yeah, today. So. Yeah, shit, yeah. Um, yeah, no, definitely. Because, um, I mean, yeah, so I've been into music from like a very like like early age. Like just like stuff my parents would be listening to, sort of like Michael Jackson, Earth, Wind & Fire and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, and then, but I developed my own sort of like interest in like my own, you know, sort of like music genres quite early on as well so I think I just remember seeing well my dad listened to rock music so I always had him sort of blaring out ACDC and stuff like that and I thought that was pretty cool but I just remember seeing just a couple of local like like young people but older than me knocking about in Slipknot t-shirts and like there's something just like what is that you know what I mean like it just looked it was scary but at the same time it was just like I don't know, like fascinating. Yeah, yeah. And you see, like, see, like the back print, and like they've got like the masks on and stuff like that. And I was just like, I need to find out what this is. Yeah. So, yeah, Slipknot was definitely like the the, the turning point. You know mm. what I mean? What sort of tipped me into alternative music for sure. So obviously, with you kind of growing up around music, what were you kind of playing music before you discovered Slipknot, or was that kind of the the gateway into you picking up a guitar? And yeah, sort of I would say that was more the sort of gateway into me picking up a guitar. I mean, I might have, I you know, messed about a little bit. But just like any kid would, really, yeah. you know, with like a toy guitar or something like that. No, I think that's when I was like, oh, you know what? This is like, this is, yeah, what I'm all about. <laughs> yeah. I want, I want some of this. You know what I mean? Did you want to? Did you want to go around wearing a mask and just? Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, they. Like, I can't. I can't tell you how. Like, I've, I've said it to so many people about how infatuated with that band I was. Like, I was even saying to like Lou like um, the other day. So that like there was music and then there was Slipknot. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. For me, it was like. You know the way they sort of like included their fans in the whole like maggot culture yeah you really kind of felt like you were part of something yeah 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 and yeah that's what really inspired me to like yeah pick up a guitar and As play. i always remember I can't, I can't remember how old i was maybe like 13. Mm. Uh, i'm trying to think when the when the self-titled album came out now oh yeah like 99. yeah so yeah probably about oh no maybe a bit bit younger maybe like 12 12 13 but anyway went out on like a trick-or-treat like one of the first times i'd ever gone out trick-or-treating so i thought i'm gonna go as jim root so managed to get a boiler suit like did like got just a plain uh white like theater mask and painted it up and all this sort of thing went trick-or-treating with like my girlfriend at the time yeah um and we knocked on this house and the woman opened the door, and obviously it's a trick-or-treat. She just looked at me and was like, no, Satan, and closed the door. <laughs> I was like, okay. Yes. I was like, yeah. So that has always stuck you with me. You knew you were on the right track. <laughs> yeah, man. That was more of a legit reason to dress up like someone from Slipknot as well, because I went dressed as Joey Jordanson to National Book Day at my Oh, school. wow. That's yeah. really cool. And my excuse was that I read the Slipknot biography, and they let, <laughs> they let it slide. I mean, it was totally like, well, I mean, that's bullshit, yeah. but okay, whatever. You're here now. You've made the effort yeah, sort yeah. of making the outfit, so whatever but yeah that's oh man it's funny <laughs> so what was your kind of like first experience of, of alternative music live then like did, were you going to did you start going to like local shows or did you go to like one 
sort of bigger show and then kind of work backwards? Or? Yeah, I think so. I'm guessing I probably went to a local show first. So I had a I had a really cool guitar teacher actually called called Steve. I can't remember his last name, but he used to just in case anyone's listening to this and they know the band, <laughs> he used to play in Radiate. He were like a really cool local band. Uh, so he was my guitar teacher and he played like a bunch of like local shows and stuff. So I think like smaller shows that was probably the first one I went to. Mm. Um, Check, check that out and I was like whoa this is cool and yeah, I was yeah. like whoa that's the guy who teaches me and he's on the stage <laughs> yeah. and like jumping whilst playing guitar and stuff like thought that was like really awesome and then as I got a little bit older I think it was when I was 11 I went to my first big show and uh, I so I was really gutted I missed out like I got into I probably got into Slipknot in between the self-titled and just before Iowa came yeah. out and I was just a little bit too young to go see him on the Iowa tour and that's always going to be something that's going to really bum me yeah, out because yeah. that's you know they do they do good stuff now as well but the golden era was self-titled in Iowa oh yeah that was like when there was like a real sort of mystique around yeah them. yeah um, so I never saw him on that and then it, it seemed like looking back on it now it was only like how many Iowa was 2001 and I think God, really going in on slip <laughs> but, and then uh, subliminal verses came out in 2003 or 2004 and like the weight between those albums yeah, like yeah. when you're that young it's like oh my god yeah because that's like the self-titled in iowa seemed quite yeah pretty quite like, quick didn't yeah, it yeah exactly it kind of trucked along quite nicely and then yeah so i was waiting for ages and in that break stone sour murder dolls was like right doing yeah thing. yeah and like Slipknot was like looking a bit like sketchy as to what was going on. So I, so my first big show was uh, Stone Sour Murder Dolls at oh, Princeton nice. Academy. Yeah, and I was yeah I was like I'm not like hugely into Murder Dolls. I quite liked them at the time because obviously Joey was yeah, in them. Yeah. Uh, but Stone Sour like the first the first record I was like a big fan of. L- looking back on it now, not like <laughs> it's got its moments, but it's not held up quite as well no, as like yeah, no. the first couple of Slipknot records, unfortunately. I kind of have a, a similar story. So I think was it just before Iowa? I can't remember. But they did a tour. It must have been after the self-titled album came out. And my brother was a little bit older than me. Him and like all his friends from school went and they uh, sent on played the Portsmouth of Guildhall. Oh right, and yeah. I was too young to go, and Shit. I was like, <laughs> "We've got we've got an intruding band <laughs> yeah. going on right now." Um, I was like forever like bummed out that I missed that show because it was became synonymous that uh, in the Guildhall there's like a, a balcony area and all, like chairs started getting ripped down and oh, all this amazing. sort of thing. So little thirteen year old me was like really bummed out about that. But have I, is it okay if we sit here? Yeah, okay then, good, just check it inside. That's right, man. Um, so yeah, but I've obviously since kind of seen them several times and it's, it's been awesome. But, yeah, um, but yeah, I'm, yeah, I imagine like in, yeah, sort of like on that tour and in like a venue like that, it would have been crazy. I'm trying to think if, because I, I was talking to our bass player Brett about it the other the other week and I'm trying to think if he was at that show. Oh, okay. Yeah, because there was I'm, quite, I remember, because I remember like we dropped him off. Obviously like this was like at a time where like, my parents wouldn't leave me at home so like the whole family had to drop my brother to the gig kind of yeah. thing um, and we got to the guild hall and there's just like hundreds of people all in like slip, either sitting on masks or boiler suits and stuff yeah. like that and I was just like I want to be in there that's, that's so gutting <laughs> the fact as well that you were so know, yeah, so yeah, close yeah. yeah oh man but we've, as you say we have gone deep into Slipknot but we'll go back on track to, <laughs> yeah. to yourself so picking up a, a guitar what were you kind of wanting to sort of emulate the the kind of Slipknot sound go heavy or was it just sort of playing learning sort of general lessons and, and building from there I think yes yeah, so, um, 
trying to think now. Um, yeah, I think I was just kind of interested in, yeah, sort of just like playing along to the songs and and like you know maybe there was like a little part of me is like yeah I want to do do like my own thing or something like that. But when you're that age, I mean, like it's like that. It seems like a whole yeah, world yeah. away. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, no, just I was just quite happy to like like just jam along with songs. It's kind of I think I, I didn't never really ended up learning many Slipknot songs. Okay. Like looking looking back on it now, I think it's because it was in like it's in like a fairly low tuning. Right. So okay. I was like rocking like a Squire Strat. With yeah, like, yeah, you know, pretty thin strings on it. So I think I'd like tried to get my guitar teacher to teach me like a couple of times, but it was always quite difficult because it was like yeah, strings yeah. were just like sagging <laughs> everywhere. But um, I I like literally fell in love with learning Rage Against the Machine songs. That, okay, and just like jamming along to like yeah, just jamming along with the records and like and not it's saying saying this is a bad thing, but like they're all fair not similar but like it's all the same scale so right, okay i'd like after a while you learn one and you can so once start, you've mastered one you've kind of yeah and you can kind of like pick up like the rest by ear so i kind of enjoyed doing that so like my guitar teacher kind of started it all off he kind of like taught me like quite a few of their songs and then after that i was like oh, okay cool and then i could start like, yeah, working yeah. Out the rest and then that was the yeah, early years of me playing guitar was just playing rage against the machine songs <laughs> just like yeah at home pretending i was tom morello brilliant yeah you didn't get the screwdriver and do the old no oh, I did try a couple of times because just that cool one where he takes his like uh, his, his jack out yeah, yeah. So it's like that never yeah. could quite work out how he was doing that so what was your kind of first exposure of playing playing live for, for you like was it sort of school college when did you kind oh, of yeah, so get, get into that it was school yeah so uh, year six talent show oh wow red, red, red hot chilli peppers um Oh shit! Is it can't stop. Boom, yeah, bow, yeah, bow, yeah. Bow, bow, bow. yeah, yeah. That was it. Oh, I'm like so nerve wracking. <laughs> I have a friend as well who he, he played drums and he did like the bit where the drums come in on like Stairway to Heaven, which looking oh, okay. back, that was the cooler choice. <laughs> yeah. That was so sick. I remember um, there's a guy. Do you remember? Well, they're still around, I think. A band called Falling in Reverse. Oh yeah, yeah. So when they kind of first came around, one of their guitarists, uh, his name is Jackie Vincent. He when I went to school with him. Yeah. That Jackie Vincent is not his real name. I was going to say because yeah. that's a total lie. I, I, I will not name. say his real name because I know he hates it. And okay. on the rarer chance that he actually listens to this, he'll probably try and sue me. But <laughs> um, yeah, so like he was kind of similar. Like did, used to do the the school talent show, and I remember he did uh, Trooper by I Maiden, oh, and like. Being like what eight, nine, ten. Yeah. Seeing him like shred was just like mind blowing. Oh, yeah, it was just so, so cool. cool. So what, well, from that, did you kind of just evolve into bands? Like, when did you kind of first sort of start exploring getting into? Yeah, into like bands? actually, sort of. Um, so like re- like really early stages would be actually going back to that guy I was talking about who played um, uh, the Led Zeppelin. Uh, okay. Cover. So like that, that. I mean, that's like the very first time of like yeah. you know playing with someone else and trying to like come up with originals and stuff and uh yeah we I, like i mean like we never really got anything like solid or concrete <laughs> yeah. but we had like a few ideas and we'd like meet up and like well, i don't know watch like led zeppelin dvds and then go like play some like riffs or something and it's like yeah this like log cabin set up in his back garden um but after after that it was oh it was um it was my my one man band actually I think after that like I, which always you just envision me with like a big drum <laughs> yeah. on my back and like a harmonica um, sadly it wasn't that good um, <laughs> but 
I so I like going skipping forward like quite a bit. I got into um, got massively into death metal mm. uh, and uh, and just was like frustrated. I couldn't find any musicians like being from like a fairly like small town and quite young. Can't really travel that far away to hang out with other people. I was just like, well, you know, fuck it. I'm just gonna do my own band, program yeah. drums. Uh, and that project was called Defective Brain. And oh wow! Was, yeah, that was that's the that was the first thing like I did, and did like a, a proper release. Like I did mm. like a did like a little EP for it. Oh, okay. And like um, it was all up on MySpace. I mean that because that's another thing I like. I, I always sort of remember being like really exciting was the whole MySpace thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like when I, I was a bit little bit late to the party, but I was like, oh wow, I can do my music and then I can just like put it here yeah, to force yeah. people to listen to it. You know, kind of. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was like the, that was the first thing really so like uh, and it was cool I like I loved it but like it obviously it wasn't as exciting like it's getting that buzz when you like hang out with people yeah and yeah like and you you know you're playing together you know so so that I was about 14 then when I was doing that and then it wasn't until I was 16 until like I played my like first proper show okay like a drummer and stuff and that, that band was called Decrepit Womb nice yeah <laughs> um, yeah and that kind of started out similar so it was like I it was like a, I did I did all these like MySpace like like kind of similar to now but like yeah. all these one man bands where it's like okay this is like my death metal this is my noise core one it's all, yeah ridiculous um, but a couple of guys from Manchester on the like heard the Decrepit Womb stuff like and were like oh okay cool we want to get involved with this and that started up like the first sort of like proper band activity okay. I ever had. So I used to travel to like Manchester like, oh, wow. once a month. Yeah. How, was, how old were you then? Uh, 15, 16. Oh wow. Yeah. So it was like a fair old trek, but like I was, I mean at the time I was just so keen to like yeah, yeah. To play, like I didn't mind doing it. And like a couple of the dudes were like in this band that I really looked up to. So I was like so gassed <laughs> just to go play yeah. with them. And, um, and as cheesy as it sounds, like the first practice we had like with um was like a real drummer and stuff and hearing like riffs I'd written like played with a full band and other people was like whoa this yeah is like yeah the best feeling ever you know what I mean yeah like yeah like so cool you know so I'm gonna go back a little bit because obviously you mentioned getting into into death metal and stuff and I think I don't know people may know that about you but I think that's one of the things that you're kind of your your well your taste in music is quite eclectic but whenever I kind of speak to you or see anything that you've posted there is still that sort of death metal element to yeah, it yeah I still love it man so yeah. how did you kind of journey from, from Slipknot to, to getting into the death metal because I think especially that young as well like it's something I didn't get into until I was at least sort of 1920 sort of thing where like my taste and tune for music was kind of a bit more sort of synced in whereas yeah. like at that age for me if I was to listen to that I'd be like what the fuck is this kind of thing? Well, I, I had like the initial, like the same initial response because, like, it, it, like you kind of, you kind of like, not like ease yourself into it because you don't want it to sound like you ended up like forcing yourself to like it. Yeah, yeah. But once again, it's that kind of thing of like the curiosity of the thing that's kind of a little bit scary. Right. So okay. I think it was like the same with death metal. So like my first time like experiencing it was like uh, a Metal Hammer three DVD where it had had Deicide, Morbid Angel and Akakaka on it and initially right. I was like whoa what's this this is stupid <laughs> yeah. this is like ridiculous and then but I just kept watching it yeah, like, I don't yeah. know what it was it was just something like oh, no, but it's kind of like 
weird and interesting yeah, yeah. and like wow like what tuning are they playing in and like obviously hadn't really experienced blast beats like properly before then you know what i mean like i mean i slip not throw them in occasionally but yeah i hadn't really noticed them whereas like like the morbid angel song it was just it's like, just constant yeah it's just like <laughs> fucking hell that's like yeah crazy and then yeah just I, I don't know just sort of like just got fascinated with it and then like and I, I don't know maybe it's like something about underground music as well like i like not you know never wanting to like something because it's like just because like it's unknown and not many people yeah. know but there's definitely that kind of exciting feeling of you've discovered finding like, something out yeah, yeah, yeah like you know something that's like you know not well known to other people and stuff like that so yeah it's basically for that DVD I have to kind of thank for it it's kind of funny because I've mentioned it to other people as well and they're like oh I know that one yeah I'm trying to think if it was one of the ones that I had because I remember we had like me and my brother had the uh, Roadrunner Drill in the Vein video. Oh, that was another yeah, massive yeah. key player. So yeah. that that got me into Madball. That yeah, um, but I, I can't remember that one. Had like some more paramedics on it as well. <gasps> Shit, yes, because that's that got me into. It had um, Zombie Crew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that was my first exposure to send more paramedics, and I was like. This what is the best is. thing ever! Yeah. Like zombie punks. I yeah, just fucking yeah. loved it. Because the video was literally just all their fans like yeah, just yeah. zombies and stuff, wasn't it? Yeah, like yeah. So that that DVD. But and as you say, drilling the vein as yeah. well. Like, yeah, those like those tapes was like so sick. Cause like it's that whole era of Roadrunner where like it was just all of it was just like so good. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean like yeah, mid to like well not early to like late nineties, just like as you say, Mad Bull. They, I mean, they had loads of death metal bands as well. Obviously, they had Obituary and stuff. Yeah. And Deicide, and then like yeah, Fear Factory, Machine Head. But then also cool stuff like Type of Negative, yeah. and Life of Agony. It was just like that era. Just yeah, just nuts, wasn't it? Yeah. But um, so if we kind of move forward a little bit to to what, well, when I'm trying to think. So when we first met, you were still oblivionized and employed to serve. So yes. which came first? Oh, Oblivionized. Right, yeah. okay, so we'll go into that. So how did that all come, kind of come about? So that band, like, was going for, like, ages. Okay. Like, we, I mean, so we, like, the band started in 2008. Right. But we didn't play a show until uh, 2010. Also, I, I wasn't around when the band started either, actually. Okay. So it started off as a, uh, a two-piece between the, uh, obviously, Zach, the yeah. singer. So he's been there from the start. Uh, and our old guitar player Jeff Bradley, who plays mm-hmm. in uh, a bunch of death metal bands now. He's got like a solo band called Atonement, and um, he's played in a bunch of death metal bands like yeah, yeah over the years. Um, so it started off as a two piece between like th- those two people, and um, they did like um, they did a demo, and I think I I was actually just looking for a band to do vocals in. I think. Okay. Uh, and I was because like Zach's voice is obviously quite like high, and mm. I was like. Oh, I just kind of wanted like, can we do like a sort of you know yeah. dual sort of you know singing thing? <laughs> yeah. But they were really looking for another guitar player, and I was kind of like, oh, okay, I guess, I guess <laughs> do, do vocals and guitar as well. And then then it was just like like really really cool couple of years, like um, but like long before we could like actually like um, get a drummer who could play it because like we did fall into the trap of like make wanting to make it like super fast. And super yeah, yeah, and also like. Just guitar players shouldn't be let loose with drum machines because it's just, <laughs> you end up with blast beats like just stupid. Um, so it took us a while to like to find the person who, yeah. who could do it. But like it was like a fun like few years. We used to go around Zach's old place. Zach used to live like really close to me in Guildford, and we used to. Because I was going to say because obviously I the whole time I've known Zach, he's been in Brighton. That's so, right. Yeah. So I wasn't sure if that if you kind of knew him 
from there. From no, so he he's like like um like Jeff, like uh, Zach, was not like originally from Weymouth, but they kind of knew knew each other from around those like that those parts. And Zach was living there whilst you know Jeff was there. And then they moved moved up to Guildford for, for ACM, which is like right. local yeah. yeah like music college. Um, yeah, so I met him, met him there. I think I knew Jeff first because at the time he was known as Napalm Jeff, oh, brilliant. which he hates now, which is so funny because <laughs> it, it was his own doing. He, it's like <laughs> his MySpace like used to be Napalm right, Jeff, right, right, yeah. Call it Jeff Metal and yeah, and so on and so forth. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's where I know I know Zach from. But then it, yeah, it's slowly. I mean, like Oblivion Eyes, where it started and where it finished is like so different. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? I mean, there's like vague similarities but like for the most part it's like a different band yeah yeah because I think even in the in the time that I do you guys like the sound completely kind of probably changed because I think the first time I saw you there was a lot more of the kind of not necessarily mathcore but like sort of daughters-esque sort of influences and then obviously latter end it kind of went the sort of more death metal sort of yeah a little bit darker Yeah, yeah yeah for sure yeah, like it. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. Like now, looking back on it, being like, oh yeah, like especially because like, I mean, not that I don't like listening to stuff I've done, but like you know, I've, I usually have that kind of buzz of like listening to something you've just recorded. And yeah. You don't listen to it for ages. So, like go, I think I listened to like the first EP I did with Oblivion Eyes like a couple of weeks ago. And okay. I was like, whoa, yeah, shit, this is like so different. You know <laughs> I mean? It's crazy. And um, you mentioned obviously doing vocals. Like obviously you do back in, in in employed to serve do you do, you do a bit of announced no no it's always been it's always kind of been on the cards well, well my first my first ever thing with renounced was a bit of bit of gang vocals okay before, just before i joined but like no for the most yeah. part no but obviously motor mouth is is yourself that's right so has vocals always been something that you you'd wanted to kind of try your hand out or was it kind of through necessity that those things kind of came about yeah i guess thinking about actually maybe maybe a bit just necessity i think i've always quite liked you know the idea of like give, giving it a, giving it a go yeah you know what i mean because i always feel like i'm chained to this guitar and yeah, i just yeah. want to go like jump on people um but yeah no I, I think going back to um like like defective brain my first one-man band obviously if it's yeah really a one-man band i've got a i've got to learn how to do vocals mm. and those vocals back then were very funny they were literally <laughs> i hadn't quite mastered like the proper death growl yet so right, it was okay. all like this like <laughs> kind of shit uh, and like which sounded better after you ate ate your dinner because uh, really like, yeah after i'd be like eat my tea and then like all right quick upstairs <laughs> bust, bust hey, out. there yeah. you go T- top tip do you yeah. do growls on a full stomach yeah definitely yeah no 100 percent. just get i don't know sort of coat the throat or yeah, something. yeah yeah well that's the, like i've always been i've been told so many different things with like vocal techniques and things like i've i've found for me now that if i put if i use vocal zone mm. before we play i'm fine yeah but like prior like loads of people told me like oh have like like drink some milk so like lines of throat like um what was the other one i think it's like have ice cream or something it's like yeah loads of different like things but i guess it's just all depends i, th- I on think it, yeah it's that down to the person and how like everyone sort of i mean there's similarities in style but like for the most part everyone's kind of got their own sort of method and yeah. technique you know because I mean? i'm like i'm gonna admit this but like when we first start like when i first joined the divorcee properly and we had like a run of shows i was i was really conscious of like right i haven't done this like 
consistently for a very long time, mm. like going back to college. Yeah. So don't know if my voice is going to hold up, sort of thing. They're wrecking. So, yeah. So yeah. so I messaged Red, like thinking, right, he's a pal, whatever. He'll help me out. I was like, have you got any tips? He was like, I'm just lucky. I was like, you fucking can, yeah. sort of thing. He, yeah. I, I mean, from what I've seen, he kind of just like just gets up and just yeah, kind of does which, it which is nuts which I w- really wish that I could do that yeah some people are just like and it is just kind of like luck of the draw with yeah. that kind of thing like but I, I mean no, I, 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 I can do that you know what I mean like I'd lose my, lose my voice like real quick I'd, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'd have to sort of take it easy and it always sounds so funny because like Justine does it as well like she does like proper vocal warm-ups where she's doing like la 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 yeah. and you get up and go yeah. it's just like <laughs> what are you doing but it really it, it like really does help yeah yeah, yeah. Um, well you mentioned Justine we'll get into Employed to Serve so Am I right in saying that it's initially started off as a as a bedroom project? Yeah, totally. So yeah, what, two but, of us, just yeah. you and Justine, was mm-hmm. it? Yeah. So, what, how did was it? Just a conversation that you guys wanted to to do something? Or? Yeah, like oh, it's, I, I guess yeah. So I mean, so Justine prior to do, like because this is like the only band Justine's ever been in. Right. Um, she used to do like a lot of band photography and stuff like that. So she was always yeah, yeah, very I remember, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, in the music scene. And, and like she says now, she goes like, I mean, she enjoyed doing it, but like, I think she just kind of wanted to be in a band. And that yeah. was like initially like her sort of like gateway into that whole kind of world. Uh, and then she, yeah, I think she was kind of thinking about like trying vocals. And then like, I mean, as we were saying, everyone's got like a different style and stuff, but I'm adamant anyone can do, as long as you kind of like work on it and find yeah. where it's good for you, anyone can do metal vocals. Oh yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Like it's it's possible. So as I said that, I was just like, well, you know, if you actually give it like a proper crack yeah. and just like, because it's obviously it's obviously well nerve wracking at first, yeah, especially yeah. if you're doing it quite loud to go in a room, especially if you're at home and other people are in and go, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? It's yeah. like it's it's you know you feel very self conscious. But yeah, and she, she sort of I think it started off like that, and then she kind of was doing some like vocal covers and bits like that and a uh, record we were like massively into at the time was the agrophobic nosebleed record is it agroapocalypse or yeah yeah, that yeah. One. that was like that had only sort of just come out or whatever and we were like this is fucking amazing yeah and it was drum machine we were like yeah and yeah obviously katie cats like a female vo- vo- vocalist and like i think justin was like oh she sounds like so sick yeah I yeah wanna, i want to do something like that um so we were just like well yeah let's fuck it let's just do like a uh, it was supposed to start out like initially be like a grind band right you know what i mean and like all the first things we like like very early stuff that never really s- properly saw the light of day was all kind of like grindcore mm. uh yeah and so that's how it started and then and then i think we were just like no let's make like a proper band yeah we want to we want to you know make a proper go for it and then that's when like a new sort of uh, chapter if you will yeah. of like music kind of opened up because up until then i was still very much like well, quite eclectic, like overall. Like yeah. I listened to stuff that wasn't like uh, extreme metal, but like still in the extreme world, it was like right. death metal and grindcore, and then hard like, hardcore was new. Mm. You know what I mean? And I think Justine was like getting into bands like Converge and stuff like that, and I was like, oh wow, this is yeah, this yeah. is sick. You know? Uh, yeah. So we just w- we pushed the band more in that direction. We were like, let's get a drummer and let's go for it. Yeah. You know? So I think I'm trying to remember the first time I saw you guys was did you put us on on the was it was it one of the shows you would have put us no because i saw you before that because oh, okay. that's when i first i didn't meet i don't think i met you but i met justine Sick. it was i think it was one of the shows that you put on at the unicorn oh okay maybe was it with was it the exhaustion tour so like exhaustion razor eater let it die maybe? yes that was yeah. it yeah 
so we went up because we were obviously this one I was still with Fiona like we're obviously really good friends with Red and Let yeah. It Die so we went out to see them guys um, and I remember you guys opening and I was just like what the fuck because like but in, as soon as you guys started both you and Justine were just fucking everywhere sort of thing like not as in bad playing like yeah, just as yeah, in no. like running around jumping off shit and I was sort of like okay this is fucking nuts and like it's cool to like to see obviously now like knowing you guys for years like the evolution of the band but has it kind of I don't know for you guys looking back in hindsight is it weird to see that that's I know obviously you still go pretty crazy but like the way that you play now is kind of a lot different to how you played back in those days big time yeah no yeah oh definitely and um obviously it's been like a bit of an evolution of lineup as well mm. and 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 things like that but yeah no it's it's, um, it's, it's our fifth year as a band like this august uh so it's i mean it's not like a great deal of time really but it does it does seem like forever again. yeah and listening back to it it's like i mean yeah like a lot a lot has changed i think on a personal level like we're a lot you know prouder of the music mm. we we do now i even between like our first ep as a full band to like our first album i think you definitely saw us at our like rawest yeah because <laughs> yeah. like, we we didn't even have the ep out then at that point you know what i mean so like the sort of the rawest form you know what i mean we were definitely still figuring out what we wanted to do i think at that point we were definitely still in like you know not saying these bands like we don't like them anymore or we're not influenced by them but at that point it was definitely like you know uh chariot mm. norma jean converge yeah. you know all that kind of stuff yeah and then as we've just sort of you know gone on our you know influence has definitely grown a lot mm. more sort of beyond that that's that's for sure yeah because i think like back obviously this was before i was in the divorcee but i remember like you guys and that incarnation of the divorcee were both very kind of similar in sound and a lot of people kind of mm. uh, maybe just in like our my local circles kind of always put you two together sort yeah. of thing and to an extent oblivionized as well yeah I, we would like because i i know obviously like the other dudes in the divorcee and can say definitely for oblivionized like big like like influence like from the get-go is like you know hydrahead yeah like, yeah stuff like botch and yeah Gorns yeah and you know stuff like that and coalesce and you know yeah so no i totally get yeah. that you know every band's got their sort of individual thing going on but you can tell it's kind of coming from that, that <laughs> yeah. direction yeah so before we kind of go on to like where the sound is at the moment like you mentioned the the li uh, lineup changes so is you justine and robbie the only three originals yes yeah so, since the get-go yeah. yeah so is it i don't want to kind of put words in your mouth but like is it a case of you've got to that point that you can almost kind of have a revolving door because you've got like you three as the core like or is it a case that when a new member comes in they are bringing something different to, to the yeah to the that, i mean that's the way like it's i've always like seen it to be and like how i, I always kind of picture it because like um yeah so everyone brings their own like piece like to the table if you know what i mean and um what was i going to say yeah so uh, yeah so i guess being kind of like blunt about it like i mean none of the guys in the band at the moment have really got any like you know sort of reasons to leave or want to leave or anything like that you know we're like all super happy but like i can say 
definitely for myself like um carrying on no matter what yeah, yeah. and you know obviously i'd be extremely sad to see any any member go because mm. you know everyone brings their own individuality to like to the band but then like i also at the same time i've seen bands like rollo go through you know their member changes yeah, yeah. and it just sort of opens up new doors you mm. know what i mean so i guess like the positive to take from like the negative of someone leaving the band is like okay that sucks and i'm gonna you know miss that person and what they you know they bring to the band but like cool i can work with someone else now and maybe they would bring their own sort of yeah you know ideas in and would bring something you know new to the to the sound you mm. know and um i think that's like the best way to look at it yeah. really you know and obviously with the sound now obviously but mentioned when you when i first kind of saw you as as you mentioned sort of the chariot kind of that sort of yeah faster sort of scattier kind of influence but now the sound is a lot sort of heavier like i wouldn't say necessarily beat down sort of influence but there's that kind of slower kind of uh tone to it yeah so was it a case of that was just the stuff that you guys have listened to and it fit better or was it the way that you were writing that that's the way that things evolved how did you kind of come to to settle on that sound that we now hear that employed to serve have today yeah it was like it was for me it definitely felt like a natural progression so like our tuning i mean doesn't make so much of a difference but our tuning changed like uh on the last song of our first record and that's like a slower song right so i kind of even felt like on the first album it's kind of like hey, well, here's this song so like <laughs> yeah. you know we, you know we're going to be doing stuff like this and you know don't get too used to like just like one sound don't yeah yeah, the yeah record just to be more like yeah, yeah like yeah. scatty kind of bits going on um and we were just like you know what we we love bands like particularly deftones that's a band through like, yeah. throughout you know all of us that we all love and it's like just like they and like we just love some songs that are like you know as lame as it sounds like verse chorus and yeah. just like a simple idea but like effective mm. and we were like well let's let's give that a go and you know what i mean like some people like you know will give it like you know the, oh that's you know boring or whatever this and that but like i'm not saying we've necessarily achieved the art of writing a, a verse chorus <laughs> yeah. or anything like that but like it is it is like a task in itself to like be able to like come up with something that is going to repeat and be a chorus yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's going to hopefully stay interesting yeah you know what i mean um so we wanted to give that a go and we you know we didn't stray too far away like we definitely had like scattier songs still on the second record but we we definitely wanted to try other stuff out and like we wanted to gravitate like away from being pigeonholed yeah so like i mean we still you know get like we, we have no problem with being called a hardcore band whatsoever and obviously there's like a lot of elements of our sound mm. that are you know very much hardcore but like we were just like I just want to be a heavy band, you know. What I yeah. mean, we just want to be like, you know, a, a you know a metal band essentially. Yeah. You know, just like you know, not be like, oh, they're this and that. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we've been very fortunate in in that sense, really. That in a way, we have been able to play with a very diverse mm. sort of collection of like bands, you know, and, and maybe that is sort of, but you know, from our sound sort of developing into like a more sort of like I don't know sort of generally like not accepted or like mainstream or anything but you know what i mean having these other elements where like you know there are some like more melodic bits in some parts and like there are some songs where it is like verse chorus and yeah yeah more of a sort of traditional structure you know mm. what i mean and you mentioned obviously the the sort of eclectic sort of bands that you've played with and i think over the years obviously 
you're playing with sort of bigger, more recognisable bands. Obviously, recently did the the few shows with Code Orange, which was yeah. fucking sick. But I think one that I don't know, maybe from my perspective, put you on the quote unquote map a bit more was wasn't a quick collective tour that you did the one with Milk Tea. Oh, for sure, yeah. So how did that kind of I know probably through management and stuff, but was that something that you guys kind of when that offer initially came in were you reluctant or was it a case of now we're going to show these guys this is who we are sort of thing so it was a bit of both and like um, and obviously not trying to put our our manager in a bad light whatsoever but you you can see why he'd be a little bit reluctant he goes like look we've had this offer in and stuff and he goes I'm not sure it's like the right image for you guys and we were like and obviously we got his angle like um, we, we fucking like love milk teeth and like all knew they were super sick guys but we were obviously like thinking of it from a band yeah, perspective yeah. like is this the right tour for us to do and we were just like no like fuck it let's do it like you know what I mean <laughs> yeah. like I think it will be cool and it turned out to be one of the best tours we've ever done yeah. you know what I mean um, and it was just because it was like like not even just like something for everyone because like there was I mean it was but like there were people there like who were there to see everyone which yeah. was the coolest part about it there was no like sort of like there's like Wallflowers fans there's yeah, yeah. and there's ours it was like no people like you know in like one of our t-shirts singing along with Milk Teeth and vice versa yeah, you know yeah. what I mean it was it was super cool and um, yeah it was one of those sort of like I guess gambles you would say where like I'm so glad we did it because it was yeah it was such a fun tour yeah. and definitely it's like kept reassured us to have an open mind in the future with mm. other things that come up because keeps it interesting you know what i mean it's like you don't want to see like three bands on the bill that are all going to be yeah, doing yeah. like you know something like a little bit similar or something like that you know yeah. what i mean it gets a little bit you know even if you love each band you're still a bit like oh you know like a yeah bit, you want a bit, a bit of a bit change yeah for sure um obviously your live show is, is something that you guys have kind of become renowned for as well um yourself in particular Swimming through crowds and and doing slipping a disc yeah. like last year. Well, this this <laughs> yeah. is what I was going to ask you. Yeah. So you're what twenty five now? Uh, twenty six. Next month. Twenty six. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, it's in the nicest way because you're my friend. But like, can you keep going at that uh, pace? I'm going to well, hopefully try. It's just yeah. So like, like last end of last year was like obviously not a good one. Yeah, yeah. Um, but. I'm obviously I'm a lot better now. I just have to be very careful yeah. with what I do. I can't like I've, the people I've like seen and stuff like physios and things like that. They're like, oh, you know, you should probably stop headbanging and doing all this. And I'm like, well, I'm really. That's I mean, it's not. It's not, <laughs> it's happen, not, not on it? the cards. I'd sooner be like a little bit like, you know, crippled when I'm older. Yeah, just, yeah. You know, you know, being able to do what I want to do now. But um, yeah, I think just being a bit more sensible is is, yeah. is the idea and so, like saving it like for the, the right moments so like I, I've been able to start headbanging again and moving the things I have to like really wa- wa- watch out for is like kicking my legs and stuff like that because I'm really not a flexible guy yeah so like having like lower back problems yeah that, yeah so, yeah obviously really strenuous but um we had a show like um like a month ago or something where I did I did end up sort of like crowd surfing again. yeah so but it, it felt right and I was like I'm gonna do this yeah, fucking, yeah. but like just sort of I guess it's like only doing it like you know when the time is right. Yeah, Which, yeah. I, to be honest with you, anyway, it was it's the only time you should do it. I guess. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to be. You don't want to be forced. You don't want to be it all the time. Sort no. Because it comes of, becomes a bit of a cliche, doesn't it? Exactly. And th- like that's definitely something as like the band's gone on, especially since like when you first saw us. We've like, you know, obviously like the chariot was a big thing. And we were like, whoa, that's fucking sick. Yeah, yeah. But then we're just like, oh, you know what? Actually, like, you know, like 
happy with our songs and we yeah, want to yeah. make sure our songs are performed the best they can be yeah. performed you know obviously it's good to have stage presence and stuff like that but never really at the point of jeopardizing how well you i sound. think if if i give two examples um at our tangent last year so obviously yourselves played on the saturday was it yeah i think yeah because it yeah. ends on the saturday yeah yeah. yeah so yeah, you guys right. played on the saturday last song you crowd surf do a whole fucking lap of the ten <laughs> yeah. but everyone else is still still playing somebody f- jumped on your guitar and did your bits whilst mm. you were going around didn't take away from the performance added to it you had on the other hand on it was like the Thursday or the Friday I can't remember which day had Heck who had their last show of, as a I band was sad, sad to like miss it but I guess they went absolutely berserk well they? they at one point they ended up all in the crowd none of like, <laughs> oh, including wow. the drummer yeah. and I was just sort of like what is the point like I get it's your last show but that's I didn't come to watch that and oh, it was just it just kind of like took away from the whole thing for me so I'm, I'm getting yeah I'm guessing with them on that one they must have been like fuck it it's our last yeah, show yeah yeah because like um, I've, I've seen other bands do it because like one thing to say like uh, on, on the sort of support of Heck is like on their other shows because obviously they have uh, Johnny and Matt who would go mental shit like um like the, the bass and drums would just be like so fucking tight yeah, so yeah. like that was always the bit that was kind of keeping them grounded but I've definitely seen it before where like kind of like you said on their last performance where everyone in the band's trying to do yeah. it and the drummer's like moving their shit yeah, and it's yeah. like and it's, it's yeah it's kind of going back to Chariot like first few times you kind of see that you're like whoa that's yeah, sick yeah, yeah. and then after a while it does get to a bit like can you just can you play your songs <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean and like I and that was kind of like a bit of a not like a harsh like a really harsh lesson but like watching other bands play and like seeing them do stuff that like I probably would have done when I when BTS was first starting out and I was just like you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna stop doing that yeah you know? yeah it's being on the other side of the coin I don't think that's like like I still you know it's once again going back to there's like a time for things so like before like I go and like shout at people and stuff like that and I still kind of do that but my thing is now is like if I just see someone on their phone then I'm going to go shout at that guy yeah and yeah said, that's the moment because, <laughs> but there's been other times when you've been at like a small show and you've genuinely just been watching and they're kind of like really all way up here and you're a bit like oh man could you not yeah. <laughs> I'm, like I'm interested I'm watching your band but like maybe just back off back a off bit yeah, yeah so that was something from being a, like a spectator I was like okay but every band does it you yeah, know what I yeah. mean you, you sort of like work things out and go like oh yeah maybe I won't do that yeah <laughs> like, no, no, I get that <laughs> yeah. um, well we'll return to, to ETS in a bit because obviously we want to talk about why we're here at the ranch but the other band that I guess you're most active in at the moment is, is Renounced yes yeah and I think I don't know, like, it was quite a surprise addition seeing you in there because obviously Sam Knight I've known for quite a few years, obviously yeah. through Abolition. Yeah, uh, the other, another scene warrior. Yeah, the, <laughs> the other guys apart from Dan I don't really know that well, but Dan, like, I knew through Friends of Friends and it was really cool to see him doing vocals Oh, of and course, because he's good mates with Dean and you, yes. you're pretty good mates yeah, with Dean, yeah. aren't you? Yeah. So, then all of a sudden, I, I can't even remember what it was but I just saw you were filling in I was like oh okay that's pretty cool so again how did that kind of come about and how did it come about that you were you would be a permanent fixture it was like kind of yeah kind of kind of by accident kind of not I guess so like 
uh, Renounce sort of came about at the same time. Like it's got like a coincidence, and I've told him this like so many times. It's like so obviously a big fan of like you know finding older like into older bands like on Hydrahead and all that mm. kind of stuff. So it was just a matter of time before I stumbled across stuff like Seven Angels and yeah. Disembodied and Martyr AD. So as soon as like around about the same time, I was kind of getting like into all that stuff. Like whoa, this fucking Seven Angels album is like <laughs> yeah. so good. Like Renounce like pop up with like their like their demo yeah, and I was like yeah. fuck this is sick <laughs> you know what I mean obviously like in like starting off and still now but obviously try you know we're doing like our own thing a bit more you know early days of renounce was like worship oh yeah 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 metalcore, straight up so I was like well that's really fucking sick and so it initially just came from like this is cool I like this band uh let's try and hook up a tour with Board to Serve and Renounced so we um played a couple of shows together I think the first time we played was like um it was one of Darren's shows at the Green Door store. Oh, okay. Was it, what was this fest called? Something Art Failure? No. Oh. Art Failure was his was his promotion. Um, oh, shit, you're going to... Yeah, that's annoying me now. Celeste played anyway. It yeah, because really, I went really, to really it. Sick oh, day, fuck. Yeah. No, it's completely gone out of my head. Yeah, but that was that was one of the first times we kind of played together. And like we'd been messaging before, but we are like, yeah, no, that's sick. Let's do something uh, like together, like a tour. Um, so we hooked up like a little Euro run with them. Uh, and their bass player at the time, Martin, he was having to miss quite a lot of stuff because right. he's like, he's like basically like a scientist. You know oh wow! I mean? Yeah, he was like doing some crazy studying to do with lasers. None of us, <laughs> none of us, really have any idea really what it was, but it was some pretty, pretty in-depth stuff. Um, so I was just like, because I, I love filling in for bands yeah, and stuff. Yeah. I was just like, oh fuck yeah, I'll, I'll do it. I'd love to fill in on bass. Uh, and it's funny because actually like Red nearly ended up filling in on oh, bass. Oh really? Uh, so it could have been a totally different story. Um, <laughs> but it just sort of turned out like obviously Red's up north yeah, and yeah. Like, they practiced in Red Inn and obviously like space was super tight anyway so it turned out I ended up doing it. Um, yeah and just sort of filled in on that tour really really enjoyed doing it and then they were sort of joking about like oh yeah I guess like you're joining now or whatever because obviously Martin was missing loads. Yeah. Um, so I just ended up being like a sort of filling like guy for them for like a while. They just give me a shout if Martin can do anything. And I like that a lot because like once again, employed to serve is always kind of been associated with hardcore, but we've never been like in the like not legit hardcore scene, but you know like the sort the, of more, the, tradi- the way more that traditional yeah, hardcore yeah. scene. If you know what I mean, we've never never sort of been like not not like I mean not welcome in that circle, but that's never really been our thing. Yeah, because you know I, mean? I guess your ETS is more on the kind of. I hate to use the term metalcore sort of end of it yeah we were to... definitely too scatty to begin with so people couldn't wash to us yeah, and now yeah. we're sort of like kind of just like yeah like probably just not, not enough of the, the type of breakdown yeah yeah that. yeah but like yeah no, nothing like like bad or anything like that but I was into that kind of hardcore yeah. so I was like oh cool I want to go and play those shows and you know play with bands like Repentance and mm. you know stuff like that because I was into it but you know obviously couldn't do that with with ETS um, and then it literally came about like Oblivion I was, like decided to split up more or less if not the same day the same week Rainer uh, who plays guitar and renounced came around to borrow one of my cabs for a show and he's mm. like oh yeah like um, I think it was like Martin's like thinking about leaving or something like that and th- I think they had like their American tour announced at that point yeah. oh, I think it might have actually been like um, oh I was just joking like, oh if you need someone for that American tour and he was just like oh yeah and he was like oh yeah no, I'll, 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 I'll do it and he's like yeah and he goes like I think Martin's leaving so 
if you're up for it and I was just like yeah sick so like Oblivion Eyes <laughs> ended and then renounced immediately yeah, yeah. and started basically uh, and I was yeah I was chuffed about that because then once again like doing the America thing it's like got to play with like loads of cool bands that like not necessarily ETS would yeah. play with you know like I'm trying to think now like you know Bind and Sanction who else we play with that the Jesus piece yeah. um, bands like that so it was cool I got to you know go and do all those kind of shows and you know bits and bobs like that so it was yeah was it weird for you like because as you say like the demographics even though they're sort of still within that kind of hardcore quota sort of thing they are very different so yeah was, was it weird for you and also like because you're not the lead guitarist as well in Renounce like was it weird almost having to to take a back seat and sort of experience it through fresh eyes well it was it was it was definitely nice and like I, and like yeah even though like the scenes are different like for the like the most part it's cool I mean like not getting too into it and getting like neggy I mean definitely in that side of the scene I find there's like you have to try and ignore a lot of the bullshit that comes yeah from. yeah there's a there's loads more beef there's loads <laughs> yeah. more people who literally are into bands because they think they're cool yeah and stuff like that and you just kind of have to be kind of comfortable with why you're there yeah and it's like i like these bands i like this music and i'm just gonna and for the most part everyone's super cool you just have to kind of go ah fuck all your bullshit i don't yeah. i don't give a fuck yeah oh i'm wearing this t-shirt oh, i'm sorry it's not cool whatever i don't care you know what i mean so yeah you just have to kind of ignore all of that uh and then in terms of like being in the band and like taking a back seat in terms of like you know playing bass and you know not not playing guitar and not writing the songs it was great i wanted that you know what i mean because <laughs> yeah. like with, with ets and obviously um with oblivionized as well i mean obviously zach did a, a like a lot of the organizing but it was a three-piece i still had like a lot of stuff to do mm. and be on top of and like a, me and justine like organize everything and like employed to serve us like, i don't want to fucking do any of that yeah, yeah. i want to turn up and play yeah and that's it you know what i mean so renounce was like just yeah totally fun you yeah know i mean i just turn up and i play <laughs> and i get to play breakdowns and just fucking go chuck my bass around you know what i mean so, so sick. obviously both ets and renounce are both actively touring bands and again kind of different sort of realms like renounce obviously how many US tours have they done now? Was it two? No, just the one. Just the one? Yeah, okay, yeah. just one. Um, but obviously I know Renounce maybe a little bit less so because I know Sam goes here, there and everywhere and other things. But for you, like, where do you kind of prioritise or is it just a case of like if one band's touring then you can't do others or how, is it a case of you've got to it's, time it's, manage it's, yourself it's a, it's, a, it's a bit it's a bit blunter than that unfortunately okay. it's, it's at, like since like the time I joined Renounce I was like if ETS has something come up whether or not Renounce has had something announced I have to go do that right okay you know what I mean and been quite fortunate it, it's come it's been a problem sort of like more this more this year in like recent times for the most part especially like the first years in the band it kind of went like like a like a dream really yeah. like I think there was one show I had to get a fill in for and okay. that's the other thing as well like Renounce has had like numerous people fill yeah, in yeah. so it's been easy for someone to be like yeah cool I'll just hop in for that show so no I mean like because obviously obviously Renounce is pushing it hard as well but you know ETS is like pushing it hard and it's like my baby and mm. like if I'm missing shows and shit to go play with another band it's like that just seems weird yeah, like, yeah, no, yeah. I've got to be fully committed you know what I mean obviously quite rightly is what Justine would be like well what are you doing <laughs> you know what I mean like nah we've we've got this thing like coming up we've got to go do it and sometimes that means doing like tiring things like trying to like make two shows happen and travelling and stuff well, we did a tour um, the tour where I put my back out 
uh, we were on tour with Straight From The Path, it was quite a long tour, and we were over in Europe, mm. uh, and the tour was booked for ages, and then like, I don't know, a month before, uh, ETS got offered to play Made of Veil, like live on the radio, oh, okay. bang in the middle of the tour. Oh shit. So I, I had to like miss one of the shows, fly home, do that, and then fly back out, Fuck. you know what I mean, to like, to make it work. That's Obviously nuts. I felt like a bloody rock star, <laughs> but it was, in reality, it was fucking knackering, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean, it was, it was so tiring. Um, but yeah, it just means like having to do stuff like that, and like, so it obviously seems cool, like doing loads of bands, and like, and for me the payoff is cool because I love being active and going, and yeah, yeah, doing all these different things. But like, the part that obviously people don't always bear in mind is like, it does mean sometimes doing some pretty like tiring shit, yeah. like playing a gig, getting up at like whatever time. I think another crazy one was um, important to have stayed up all night recording. Uh, we did that, did that Norma Jean cover right yeah I uh, stayed up all night doing that drove immediately to work worked all day then immediately drove to renounce practice and practiced and then we had to be up at like 6 the next day to drive to Belgium Fuck. you know what I mean so like every now and again shit like that kind yeah, of comes yeah. up and like like if I can make it work for both bands then I'll do it yeah, you know yeah. what I mean I'll definitely do it but then if there's like something comes up and it's just like total clash yeah. then it's just like nah sorry sorry guys but they get it and they're, they're, they're totally cool with that because they obviously understand how much Renounced is like important to them yeah. like it's the same with ETS and obviously Renounced is very important to me but got a, got a priority yeah, yeah. you know your baby first yeah right? yeah of course um do you guys with Renounce? Did you just you just recorded recently? So we've been doing like demos and stuff. Right. Yeah. Did you go out to Finland for that? Oh or, no. Or what was that for? No. So it probably like if you kind of saw it through my Instagram or something like that, it was a case of like we were recording like demos of mine, stayed over, and then literally the next day we went to Finland. Right. Yeah, okay. So we had three shows over there. Oh, okay. I thought you were out there recording for some reason. No, was, that would be cool. I was right? gonna yeah. say it was really weird. Like that'd be very plush. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Well. Finally, we'll go on to your other other newest project, I guess, which people know about, Motormouth. Um, again, same question. So I, I, I know it's a bit started off as a bit more of a an internet band, quote unquote. Yeah. But obviously, you did a tour a couple of months ago. So was that again just a, sort of a passion project that kind of came to life? Well, yeah, more or less. So like this one totally came from uh, I just posted on Facebook going. Oh, I want to do a band while I'm doing vocals and I posted I don't know if you've seen like uh, it's a band called No Justice and there's like footage of their last set which you should definitely check okay. out where it's just fucking mentally he's just running around like he starts a set and he goes right do you know what this band's about don't just fucking stand there and he just gets up and jumps off a fucking oh like, yes no no, no I have seen that yeah yeah, yeah yeah and I was just like yeah I want to do I want to do a band like this not that like Motormouth really turned out exactly <laughs> like that but like they saw my post anyway and like we've been friends for for quite a few years through Oblivion Eyes we yeah. did quite a few shows with Leng Chai at one point uh, and um, yeah they were just like oh we've got this whole like the guitar player and the drummer it's like we've got this whole record like recorded oh wow they'd already had it recorded like all the stuff just like do you want to write lyrics and do vocals and I was like yeah fucking sick yeah. so it took like a little while to get everything like you know because I don't find recording doesn't take very long but like writing writing stuff and obviously having all the other bands going on at the same time it took like a little while to make sure I had all the lyrics written and I, yeah. was, and I was happy with them but then just recorded that at home sent it to them they got it mixed over there and um, yeah and then that was kind of that and oh, we, wow. they're busy with Leng Che I'm busy with my stuff so we just do stuff it's just we whenever can. yeah yeah. We, I mean we, we want to try our best to like make stuff work but it's like 
it's, it's a little bit difficult because I had one recently where like this is where like your time management cannot slip up <laughs> when you get something put it in your calendar immediately <laughs> it was like they Leng Chair over doing some shows and it moved like really quick and it's like do you smoke mouth where the players are it's like yeah cool get us on it and like immediately like we got added to this tour and like even announced on the event pages and then I was like in the renounce group like yeah, by the way have you got anything on over this weekend it's like yeah that's when we'd like we've got like a tour and it's like oh yeah <laughs> I had to like like muster up like the sort of like yeah I don't know um, the bravery to message <laughs> the guys at Motormouth back then like alright yeah so I've kind of messed up here um, can't do the tour it turns yeah. out and it's just like oh fuck so yeah so we're, we're just going to try our best yeah. to sort of do stuff when we can but um, I hope we can I enjoy it like like the couple of shows we did like a couple of months back was yeah really fun yeah yeah proper laugh well before I sort of start winding down obviously been on numerous tours with Employed to Serve, numerous tours with Oblivionized, numerous tours have renounced. So I want to kind of get a snapshot of, of your kind of touring experience. So have you kind of, is there any thought, sort of big things that have kind of, one, stood out as a, as a massive positive that you remember, and two, as a massive negative that you thought, sort of thought, this is fucking shit kind of thing. Are there, are there two kind of major moments that stick out for you? I'm trying to think now, sort of like major moments is like, this is sick. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, there's like so many. I guess like rather than doing like uh, like the obvious like maybe like playing playing with like a band like I like I really love or something like that or or like a, like a cool venue or whatever. I think like the best one is literally like like the, the, the first tour if you know what I mean yeah. it's like we were talking about this the other day it's like if you go back to it like now it's like you wouldn't want to you wouldn't want to do it or like if your band was in like the same position or something or like you'd be like oh this is like whatever but like um, like the first tour when you literally go away with the songs you've written and like your mates yeah. or like travelling around and you're just like whoa this is like fucking sick <laughs> and it's so important that like it, like you, you feel that way as well we're just talking about like some bands where it's like oh man but yeah like when we're playing like Wembley or like yeah, yeah, doing yeah. this or that and it's like oh you like as cheesy as it sounds it's like you, you'll miss all the sick stuff you yeah. know what I mean like if you have like these crazy like expectations so I guess just like I don't know like some of like the first tours I went on I was just like this is for me yeah, you know yeah, what I yeah. mean I was all about it I think it's like not even the first ETS tour the first tour I did with once it went well regurgitate life but it was a one man band so I was just on tour by myself but with a bunch of other people and I was just like, yeah, I'm just all about this. Yeah. Like, getting to travel around and just like fucking chat shit all day and talk about music yeah. and stuff and then set up. And I just love being away and sort of, um, yeah, having something to do whilst I'm away. But anyway, going off on a bit of a different tangent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah, literally like the first, just the first tours and the realization, the realization of like, oh wow, this is, yeah, this, this is, is what totally I can do, what I want to do. Yeah. Uh, and then like the, like the negative, like the biggest, like, I guess like negative from touring, which is also in turn like another positive is like even like when we've had like a real shitter so I guess when um, one time when Employed to Serve broke down mm. in uh, Antwerp like like our van had been giving us shit the whole tour but then the turbo finally went like whilst we were right. driving back to the fa- like to the ferry and um, like it was fucked and we got quite like four four thousand euros Fuck. to get fixed and we're like we can't do that our um got buggered over by the small print in our breakdown cover as well so we couldn't get like like towed oh free. no so we had to like it, we were there all day you know what i mean then getting told it's like four thousand yeah, yeah then we had to get towed like to antwerp 
and like cost us 800 euros and then get towed from the other side back home like obviously like really draining yeah, experience yeah. and sucked but like literally got home like maybe like after like so fucking happy to be home initially then literally the next day and I think all of us said like yeah that fucking sucked but like I'm ready to go again you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean so it's like even like after the like the worst shitty stuff like it's just kind of nice knowing that like oh no actually no I'm still cool to do this yeah, you yeah. know what I mean so but yeah luck I mean touch wood no like real like bad things yeah, yeah. coming away from touring well obviously you're here at the ranch at the moment recording the third album is there any sort of insight you can give us into what, what the new record's going to sound like at all? Yeah, I'm trying to think now. Like, I don't know what to say, like, and not in an arrogant way. For me, it's like, <laughs> it's, it's the proudest, like, I've ever been of, yeah. like, any of our records. And I'm very happy that I've always kind of felt that way when, when we do something new. Because you always, you know, it's with anyone, right? You want to, like, do something new and you want to be like, yeah, that tops the last Yeah, album. yeah. Um, yeah, so no, just like, just so, so, like, proud of the songs uh and it's like there's a lot i feel i feel like there's a lot of catchy bits to it yeah so I, i'm hoping you know people you know feel that way about it as well i'm just so excited for people to hear it you know and um yeah i'd say it's just definitely similar similar like sound to like where we've been before but mm. then we've definitely like taken some of like the ideas from warmth that were new and kind of run with them a little bit more. right okay so it's definitely like some 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 traditional like ETS stuff and then some more stuff where it's like once again sort of like verse chorus yeah. you know kind of kind of vibe you know what I mean have you got a, an estimated date of release or yeah so we're hoping sort of early early next year sort of sort of rough time around March about putting out new music nice tail end of this year oh nice yeah because we've got some tours and stuff that yeah, we'll be yeah. announcing sort of later on and we want to have like some new tunes yeah. out for them cool know. Um, oh, I'm going to burp. Go for it, man. Excuse me. <laughs> um, how I like to end it is to ask uh, my guests what their favourite song is that they've written, but with a bit of a twist. So, what is your favourite ETS song that you've written and you'd like to play live, and why? Oh, this is going to be a tough one now. I'm trying to think. I, I always leave it to the end because I think yeah, it, it puts I people on the spot. Although, if you asked me at the beginning, I might have had like the time to, like, <laughs> um, to think about it. Um, I'm gonna go with Half Life yeah? from our, yeah our second album, The Warmth of the Dying Sun, just because I feel it has a little bit of everything that we've we've like sort of we've done before, you know what I mean? And um, yeah, and it's it's like it's chaotic, um, but then it also ends like super like sort of cathartic and melodic. So I don't know. It kind of get it's got everything that kind of represents it. Yeah. Deserving it, and I, I just really enjoy playing it live. I thought for some reason it'd be one of those songs um, that it'd be like, oh, just gonna be a bit of a bugger to play live. Yeah. And it's like, and it's like, oh no, actually, I really enjoy playing this one. <laughs> yeah. So I'd go with Half Life. Yeah. Perfect. Sammy, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Lovely. So there we have it folks, thanks again to Sammy for taking some time to have a little chat with me. Um, as discussed, Employed to Serve have just finished wrapping up recording on their third album, um, so keep an eye out for some new music, maybe towards the tail end of this year, beginning of next year, but um, I'm sure it's going to be heavy as fuck because the way that their their kind of music's going, 
it's it's going down that path. Um, the band have also announced that they'll be going on a tour uh, with Rough Hands, where they'll be playing the whole of the um, Warmth of a Dying Sun album in full. Uh, each each night that is as well a part of that tour um, I'll put a list of the tour dates in the description of this episode as well if you so wish to attend one of those shows um, as well as putting all the various social media links that the band has as well um, now I'm hoping to have an episode for you next week but it all depends if I can pin down the person that I'm planning to record with um, all depends on if our times link up or not but so yeah fingers crossed um, if not, might have to be without me for a week, but after that will hopefully be the return of our Wrestling Roundtable shows as well, because we have Money in the Bank coming up, which, FYI, is one of my favourite pay-per-views of the year, so I'm, I'm always up for talking about Money in the Bank. Um, but yeah, for this week, that is all, folks. Thanks again for joining me on the Justin Insight podcast, and I will see you soon. Yeah.